Thank you, everybody, for listening to the N-Word for Nerd podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jason, and I'm in the building. Uh, before we get to introducing the other people that you probably already know, I just please so. remember to share, like, and subscribe for Headcanon Circus on YouTube, Facebook, uh, Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We are everywhere you want to be, as I mentioned before, like I mentioned every week. We actually do clips of a lot of the show, but we have the full format of the show on audio up on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. So if you ever felt like, man, you just didn't get really enough of us, you can hear all of us, <laughs> or take all of us, or have all of us. However you want to phrase that. <laughs> oh, no, you can have all of me, all of me if you want. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes, and we do post a lot of our pre-production outtakes, so you will have that, and you can hear thirty minutes prostates again. Yes, beautiful prostates. <laughs> all right, going into our market. hosts. According <laughs> 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 to our hosts, as always, Jaren, what's going on, Jaren? How are you doing today? Hey, oh shit, I got, I got, I got top billing over Jason over A. I don't know. Yeah, uh, it's fucking with action. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, I gotta butter you up so you drop the. I gotta make you drop the lawsuit. So I gotta make you feel special. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, it is great to be here, uh, and I am. I, I, I miss you guys. It's been a week. I'm glad to see you. Oh, that's cute. I feel even more yeah. special. I feel bad for how we're gonna like destroy you this week. Yeah, so. totally make fun of you. I guess we'll see how that goes. <laughs> Uh, and then we have, as always, the Duke of All Nerds, Jason. What's going on, my friend? How That's are you? me. Happy uh, as as we're shooting this, it's post Thanksgiving. So happy mm-hmm. Turkey Indigenous People Day, or whatever you want to do. Attempted Don't genocide of Indigenous people. Yeah, yeah, yeah that will go. There we go. <laughs> hey, I like I Thanksgiving. It's my favorite holiday, but I will definitely like gloss favorite. over favorite of all time. Don't you Stop. come for me, Jaren. My birthday is on Thanksgiving and sometimes it's my favorite fucking holiday. Fuck you, Jaren. No way. <laughs> Wait, your day of Thanksgiving beats out Arbor Day? Oh, yes. <laughs> Look, Arbor Day, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Juneteenth, that day for Dr. King. <laughs> That's great. Well, again, as always, guys, thank you all for listening, and we will jump right into the show. So the first topic that we have for today is going to be a fun one. It is, we're going to list some things as nerds that we are willing to die on a hill for. So these are probably going to be hot takes that maybe everybody doesn't agree with, but we're like, damn it, this is how we feel, and we're willing to fight anyone on these takes. So... I'm going to start off so people can get a vibe of what we out here were given. <laughs> and my first blows. hill that I'm going to really die on is that Static Shock is a way better character than Peter Parker and Spider-Man. And I will Ooh. die on that hill fighting Ooh. and defending that for the rest of my life. Yes, I said it. Static Shock yeah. has more nuance. He's a better character. And he deals with more stuff that's outside of just being like, I can't go to the prom with my girlfriend. Or I can't go on this date with Mary Jane or, or, or Gwen Stacy. He deals with real life stuff with being black in America. And on top of all of that, the dude was rocking fucking sewer, <laughs> sewer, <laughs> sewer, lid. <laughs> sewer lid for as a, as a mode of transportation. It gets no doper than that. I'd rather ride that for, way than web swing, uh, web swing. For those who don't know, Static Shock's actual origin story was that he was going to go shoot his bully at a mm-hmm. gang fight. And it was broken yep. up by the cops. And that's how they all got their superpowers. Is they used an experimental uh, gas on these teenagers, the authorities did, and that 
I used to love. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Spider Man was one of my favorite characters growing up. But yeah, I, I, I don't think this is a good. I don't think this is a bad hill to die on. <laughs> yeah, but you'd be surprised how many people will like destroy you for talking anything I bad mean, about Peter Parker. Yeah, <laughs> or like Peter Snorker. I don't know where I was going with that. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, my hot tech was almost about to go as far and even play, say Miles is a better character. But I'm gonna give Miles a little bit more time. I'm gonna give him a little bit more. Fine he needs wine-ish. about thirty more years. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna give him a little more time to age before I go that far. But I was close. seasoned. But yes, that is the hill I would die on, and I would die on the fact that the Santa Shot cartoon was better than the '90s Spider-Man cartoon. Take that oh, as well. Wow, you and I'll going, throw that in you, you going for body parts? I will take man. that. Yes, I will <laughs> take all that. And you know what? Disney Plus is not bringing back Spider-Man '90. They're bringing back X because <laughs> you know why? Spider-Man was a trash show, and I'm saying it now. All right. Oh, ooh, wow, wow. Oh, we were about to get was groundbreaking. <laughs> yeah, all right. hell yeah, groundbreaking. All right, do you, do you Jason, you go on nerves. Jason? All right, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mine's, the first one I'm going to say is, it's, I think is uh, not as controversial, but I'm going to say this because I think it's uh, Rose Tico wasn't that bad of a character. And you know what? At the end of Last Jedi, what she did actually made sense in saving Finn's life. I think uh, you people who wow. hate her unjustly are uh, racist. Yeah, no, we had more than one. <laughs> you went there. You said it. Mm. Um, I will um. say this: I think everything they gave Rose uh, motivations to do outside of the quasi love interest with Finn, she had no real reason to fall for Finn except for the myth yeah, that of was what weird. Finn was. That other, but everything else besides that, you're correct. From her losing her sister and how she lost her sister. To everything going, yeah. I mean, yeah. She's not a bad character. Nothing to do. Nothing. She had too much. Nothing to do in the next one. Just like Finn. Well, yeah, because JJ Abrams like fuck this Asian chick. I don't give a shit about none of the the (laughs) shit they were doing. I'm rewriting everything. Fuck the black guy. Fuck the Asian chick. Fuck the Hispanic (laughs) dude. Fuck them. These two white people. They're in love. (laughs) It's Palpatine the whole entire time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a Scooby Doo villain. <laughs> oh no, it's old Ben Smithers. <laughs> I would have got away with it if it wasn't for you meddling Skywalkers and Palpatine. Um, so, <laughs> uh, Jaren, what is the nerd hill you are willing to die on? Go ahead and say some bullshit, Jaren. You know what it is. is. I you mean, know. yeah, th- th- I'm I'm about to take a shot across the bow on this one. Um, okay, here we go. Uh, don't get I us mean, canceled, Jaren. <laughs> no, 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 no canceling here. I mean, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> uh, Star Wars is better without George Lucas. Oh, that's that's not that's not controversial at all to me. I think you're right. Uh, <laughs> it is to a lot of fucking oh, I think you are right. <laughs> Dude, under fucking Dave Warren and, is and on point. Yeah, the fucking Star Wars movie that was essentially Halo Reach, one of my favorite ones in theaters. Get rid of Look, the fucking Skywalkers. I'm tired of the fucking family. Let's go. Uh, Ewoks so, can suck a dick. Jar Jar Banks can suck a dick. Star Wars is better without George Lucas writing it. Here's what I think. This is why I think Darren is right because George Lucas is never interested in telling a good story. He was always he was interested in selling artist. toys, right? Oh, and you really, really yeah. see that in uh, Return of the Jedi, you know, because that was that was all about marketing and like. PGFing this thing that he kind of stumbled into being, and then, thought, and then you go. I thought I was gonna have to fucking fight you on this. <laughs> no, no, no. I agree. I agree. Like George Lucas was probably one of the worst things to happen to Star Wars, if not the you best. Thing. <laughs> but look, look, look. 
uh, before we got the 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 trilogy sequel, the trilogy, uh, the sequel trilogy, we had the prequel trilogy. Everybody was hating on that shit, and that was all George Lucas, man. Okay, Every okay, okay, all right. And 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 now now that we go back to it, people like it a little bit better because we now we got you know to compare to the. I was going to throw some cold water on this party. Now, yes, if you were going to include comic book series and TV shows, novels, I can't argue with that because there's so much of it that you have to weed through it. But we know, yes, Dave Filoni. But if we're speaking to just movies, that's a hard argument to make, guys. Because, yeah, Rogue One was good, but Solo was tragic. Uh, Solo was better than Mandalorian was good. Mandalorian was great. Uh, no, no, again, I said I said movies. As I said, okay. no series. Yeah, because Visual, you can tell a long story, story. But if you go with just movies, <clears throat> Rogue One's good. Solo's not that great. Force Awakens good. The rest of the two you can keep after that. You at least get one, two, and part, oh, sorry, four, five, and six. Six being a half point, not a full point, because Return of the Jedi has a lot of issues. But then three is still a good movie, and two is not as god-awful as we made it out to be. Like, movie-wise, like, Lucas is back like 50%. <laughs> and then hold on, hold on. Let's not to mention too, we still have a tragic Clone Wars movie, not the live action, but the CGI that was god awful too. So yeah, yeah all things without Lucas, move without movies, movies without Lucas aren't doing as well as we think they are, and the movies with Lucas are doing a lot better. Like I mean, but also the best movie, which anybody, most Star Wars fans, you know, not everybody, but most Star Wars fans would say is uh, Revenge of uh, what's the fucking second one. Uh, Empire Strikes Empire? Back. Yes, that's a lot of Lawrence uh, Kasabian, man. That's that he directed that sucker. He practically wrote that sucker. You know, George Lucas had but Lucas was some still involved, hand to it. Though. That was his argument: is that movies without Lucas involvement has been better. Yeah, Lucas but like involved. a lot of the ideas and things that we know are uh, as as Star Wars didn't really come from George Lucas. It came from Lawrence Kasabian. It came from uh, Ralph McQuarrie and his designs. You know, all sorts. But, of no, I'm not disagreeing with that. Oh, again. I, yeah, not disagreeing, but his statement was, 100% Lucas. And his statement was things not involving Lucas. He didn't say things with minimal Lucas. He, walked, he said was Lucas. not involving Lucas. So by his argument, if Lucas was well, involved, and I didn't, I, didn't say, I didn't say movies. I said Star Wars is better. Oh, you know, again, that's what I said. Yeah. I'm like, I'm saying, because, but I'm saying that Lucas had the most involved in it. Yeah, if we focus on movies, we lose out on The Mandalorian, which is literally no no my, my point is that everything that focus with the universe year. has been movies so that's yeah. why i use movies yeah. as the comparison because that's right, what right. he's had his most hand in so i judged it on the fact of what he's had his hand in majority versus what the other people have had their hand in majority <laughs> lucas comes out on top on it if you go by movies because that's what he majority had his hands in Rogue lucas comes out on top on that equation Star Wars is better under uh, Kathleen Kennedy than under Lucas. Oh, John Wick, man. Thank you guys for watching the Network America podcast. It, it was great. This will be the last show we will ever do. I am no longer. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm done. I'm done. I'm oh, I knew that. Can, would can I just I'm just going to take my face off the screen. Y'all just finish it. <laughs> That was well worth it. That was well oh, worth it. That was, was well oh, worth it. <laughs> All right. So are we are we back on me now? It's yeah, go back now. Go go ahead. Ahead. <laughs> okay. I told you I was taking a shot with mine. Uh, Shots have been fired. The, the hill, the hill I'm willing to die on is Venus is not the worst teenage mutant ninja turtle. No, I'm joking. That was a joke. She is. I was gonna say. Wow. <laughs> 
the hill I'm willing to die on is that Blade 2 is better than every movie and MCU movie up to Avengers 1. So every Marvel movie and MCU, MCU movie, Blade 2 is better than all of them up to Avengers 1. That's Gilmore Detroit. That's the hill I'm yeah. willing to die on. Because <laughs> a lot of people fight me on that. A lot of people fight me I'm on that. One people don't even want to acknowledge. Yeah. Yeah, again, Blade 2 is better than Iron Man 1. Fuck out of here. Uh, people want to fight me on that because amazing. most people don't even remember Blade and Blade 2 because, you know. Blade 2 was my favorite. Was people cared. Yeah, yeah, people didn't care about it. Blade 2 was the I, best I guess of the Blade, Blade came out in 2002. Right? Blade 2 was the What's best that? of the Blades. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah by, sure. by, by far. far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By, by far. 100%. Yeah. Visually, it was really yeah. well done. They did a because good job with the visual effects. I mean, they did Gilmore some Gilmore really cool thinking about directing. vampires. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, I mean. I mean, <laughs> he did the double yeah. jaw mouth thing yeah. with the vampires. Yeah. It was, again, but that's the hill I'm willing to die on that. Blade 2 is better than every Marvel and MCU <clears throat> movie up until Avengers 1. Jason, I will stand on that hill with you and, and guard your six while you're dying on the hill. <laughs> and once you're dead, I will leave. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> then he'll kick yeah. my dead corpse and say Iron Man One might have been better. Yeah, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna hit you with Repulsor. Everybody knows the best one is Thor Two or the Repulsor technology. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Thor Dark World is the best one. Yes, you are correct. <laughs> That's my movie. How, how, how do we oh, forget? Hot takes. <laughs> All right, that is my second hill I will die on. Uh, what do we, we were at? Jason Duke of All Nerds. What is the? All right, I feel like everybody knows this about me, but this is the hill I'm gonna die on. And I will I will argue till I'm blue in the face. Snape is a trash fucking character. He's a trash human being. He's trash. Snape is trash. And I will die on that hill until my dying breath. I'll be 900 years old. And Grandpa, you have anything lasting this words to say? Snape is fucking trash. Dead. <laughs> but he had a redemption <laughs> story. No, no like fuck him. Redemption He's story? fucking garbage. Dead. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing about your family or who you love. No, Snape sucks. <laughs> Snape sucks. <laughs> who is the Snape you're talking about? <laughs> is he history of yours? No, he's a fictional character in a fictional book. Fictional character. <laughs> Fucking hate him. Oh wow. <laughs> Alan Rickman was awesome though. Oh, love that guy. Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, I don't. I don't have much pushback on pushback on that. Do you, Jerry? Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Snape uh, and, and also Alan Rickman love is I'm all about it. Fucking yeah, anyhow, uh, yeah, we got to separate the two. The Metatron <laughs> or whatever, yeah. <laughs> oh, but, but but we can't separate the two. So you're just trashing Alan Rickman. I hope you're happy with. Oh that. my god, I, I, don't come for me for y'all, Alan Rickman fans. Rest in <laughs> peace, Alan Rickman. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jaron, uh, what here nerd hill are you willing to die on? Oh, More fuck. about shit. Here we go. I thought I had I thought I had another one, but um, yeah. You know what? I don't. I, I don't. I I I I hit a good one. I'm happy with it. You <laughs> had a, a good base hit. Yeah, no, <laughs> dude, that was out. That was out of the motherfucking park. Nice try, base hit. <laughs> I got that was a double D. at best. Yeah, Jason the lead. <laughs> He left the chat. Well, I, I almost left because of Duke of Nerds oh, comment yeah, about yeah, Kathleen Kennedy. Comment, but it started comment. with you, so you're correct. Yeah, yeah. You get the ownership of that. I'll give it a good, yeah. solid triple. Yeah. I'm just going to add that to the lawsuit. That's all I'm going to do. <laughs> honestly, I, yeah, I, you, you, we said one or maybe three, and I was like, I got one. I got a good one. <laughs> I like, got one. That was a good one. That, that, yeah. that one surely was a good one. Okay, well... Unless anybody has anyone, anybody have any left in the chamber or 
We good to move on. <laughs> I think we I think we blew our load on this. <laughs> okay. Well, guys, tell us some hills that you are willing to die on the nerd them that maybe all nerds don't agree with, but you're like, yeah, I feel this way, and I'll be damned if somebody tells me any different. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like actually last week we actually had a good one where you know Duke of All Nerds said that Ghostbusters 2 was a better movie oh, than Ghostbusters. Better 1. than one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not gonna die on that hill though. <laughs> oh, you're not gonna die. Oh. I'll climb down if everybody starts picking up swords and shit. I'm like, oh, oh shit. Uh, let me get down real quick. You know, Jason Reitman, uh, apparently the news is that he talked about uh, in the sequel to Afterlife uh, having Vigo make a return. So, Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. The fact that I hate the fact that they can't think of any new villains. I agree. I think Tiamat should be it. Try to uh, do something different. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. try it. Maybe it works. Maybe it doesn't. You know what? You know what? Last week I shit really fucking hard on 2016 Ghostbusters. I will give them this. I did enjoy the idea of a bent human trying to use technology to bring ghosts to into our reality. Like I like, I, like yeah, he said, yeah, exactly. Like, like I thought that was a cool twist. I dug that idea. That was hold it. on, Jared. Jared, I mean, that's... Jared. I'm a... hey, Jared, let's stop him here. Don't. Let's not say anything else to make him have to go any further. Let's take the win and let's go on to the next topic. <laughs> uh, so Netflix uh, debuted, I guess, a cartoon animated series, CGI series, maybe a few weeks ago, Arcane League of Legends. And we are going to talk about that here for a second. So I'm going to let Jaren go because I know he, uh, as animators, I'm going to let you guys have it. Uh, I'm going to let you animators do your thing on this one because... I'm just going to sit right, back, everybody. And relax. Here. Y'all get y'all get the tube socks out and the and the the toilet paper because we about to. <laughs> uh. All right. So <laughs> go ahead, Jared. So the best part about this is is based on a video game called League of Legends, but you don't have to know dick about League of Legends to enjoy this show. This show has really nothing to do with the game. It has everything to do with a a beautifully written tragedy that follows the backstory of some of the characters you may have interacted with in the game and a entire cast of other characters that have nothing to do with the game. So (laughs) that being said, Holy shit. When you, when I fucking shit on uh, star Wars animated shows and I say that their, their facial animation is trash. This is what I'm talking about because this, you're right, (laughs) man, they they convey so much with so little because they have figured out how to make these stylized characters uh, look emotionally unstable, look slightly distrusting of other people, look uh, manically sad and, and, and impossibly just, just ruined by the thing that's happened next to them. Um, it is one of the biggest achievements I've ever seen in animation that is... Like um, these guys literally kick Pixar in the dick. Like this is fan fucking tastic. There are details in backgrounds of scenes that I know for a fact, and I know Jason knows that you 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 have to plan out and you have to think. Yeah, sorry, Jason. Uh, you have to plan out. You have to think. I mean, there there was so much love and craft brought into this series that watching it again just to look at things that you weren't really paying attention to is highly highly worth it and and super rewarding the 
characters are great. The voice acting is great. The facial animation is so fucking next level. The story is just, it is, I, I mean, I don't want to gush too hard, but it is, it is, it is a tragedy. The story is a tragedy. It is on par with some of the greatest tragedies I've ever read. It's definitely the best thing I've watched in the last couple of years. Without question. Without question. I'm having a hard time figuring out what it was that I watched that was better than this. These characters mm. um, are exceptionally well written. Everybody has a motivation. People that do things do things because of the situation they're in, and it makes sense. There is no exposition. There doesn't need to be that much exposition because shit just happens because shit's happening. And these characters are living their lives in this fully realized world. I, mm, <laughs> I absolutely love this. I recommend this to everybody. I cannot tell you enough. It will make other animated things that you watch. If you watch this and then you go back to other things that are even animated by big studios, you will start to see the little things that me and Jason pick out as animators and, and get a little nitpicky about because they fire on all cylinders in this. And I absolutely love it. I highly recommend it. I've, I, 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 I want Jason to start talking because I just want to, he's going to bring up probably story parts and I'm just going to, it's going to make me think about something and I want to, I want to cut in and, and yeah, but I want this to be a conversation. I don't want this to just be me talking. <laughs> we witnessed in real time everyone's here and orgasming. This is what he yeah. does. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies out there, Jaren single. If you <laughs> so single. everybody should find everybody should find someone that looks at uh he looks at you the way that Jaren looks at Arcane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's love right there. The lonely pandemic. That motherfucker ain't wrong. Love. <laughs> <laughs> he is hundred percent right about everything. Like I could not give a shit about League of Legends. I may have played it once. And I was like, this shit's not for me. It's, I don't care. I don't care about League of Legends. And the fact that I didn't care about this this made me hesitant to even watch the show. But I was bored. So I was like, fuck it. Let's, let's see what happened. And I'm so glad I did. This show is a work of art. It is a masterpiece. It is, it's astounding. It is amazing. It's all those other fucking great, you know, descriptive words that I can't think of right now because I, I'm drawing a blank. Um. The character design in this is so like detailed. Like I have never like really seen anything like this before. Uh, the painterly style of the character designs of the backgrounds, you know, that's got like this two D feel to it. But then these is obviously this com computer animated, but it blends so well that you know you see these two D elements, but it makes sense in the world that they're presenting to us. So it's not like jarring to see like the two D smoke or the two D flames or the big 2D map paintings of in the background. It all blends together because the character designs are, are informed by the art style and everything's brought together cohesively. Jaren said that the animation is fucking amazing. Like there is a subtlety to the face that I have never seen before in a TV show, let alone like, yeah, like on a Netflix. Like right. I, you barely can see, like Pixar does this sort of thing, yes. but you barely see this sort of subtlety and sort of like, nuance in in facial animation unless you're getting a mocap sort of like performance and maybe a video game and but it's in that it's obviously mocap because you usually has an actor's face or whoever and this 
I mean, like, there's points where I'm thinking, is this mocap? But, like, nah, this is, like, hand-animated shit right here, right? Like, mm-hmm. and it's so good. It's so gorgeous. Uh, and all this wouldn't really matter if the story didn't match the presentation, right? Yes. Like, none of this would really... I mean, like, it was like, oh, this is gorgeous, but it's, like, it's empty if, if there was no story here. But as Jaren said, this world, there's very little ex, uh, expo- uh explanation of the world because they allow it to live and breathe through the characters the characters are unique enough that you can get their idea and understanding of the world around them from that character's perspective you don't need things explained to you you don't need big expo drops like this is what happened 10 years ago blah 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 blah. it's all (laughs) shown by action and and they show it and not tell it which is one of the biggest things in 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 the visual medium that you want to do whether it be movies tv shows or whatever that you show the story rather than just tell it. And they do this so very well. We get the thing that's really cool about this, we get kind of like uh two different timelines of 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 act of uh, story here. We get to see the main characters as children after their parents die, and then we get to see them about 10 years later as adults and this whole conflict between them. And as Jerry said, it is a tragic sort of uh fall of like one character going to um the dark side basically while another character is rising to try to stop that character and all the people in between and there's shades of gray to that too I yeah mean, and there's shades of gray to that you know arguably jace having to one the character going dark due to her sister like her actions were harsh like she she was it was bad she made a yeah. bad call a good person made a bad call and that set in line actually people going down the path so they went down and it's yeah. so great yeah um I could have a, I would like a whole show about the the Echo. mom from oh. uh, the black girl's mom who's from Anoxin. I don't know where they come. Oh yeah, I could have mm-hmm. a whole like bring that bring a, a spinoff about her life because that that bitch is she awesome. I don't even know what she's only in two episodes for like four yeah. seconds, and I'm like, okay, I want to know more about her. <laughs> also, Echo. I'm, I'm like, yeah, what Echo is. Echo I'm actually, you know, I saw Echo and I'm like, man, I need to find a way to do that cosplay for next year's Dragon Con because oh, yeah. that shit looks mm. amazing. Fucking dope ass hoverboards. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. We're uh, there's not so uh, I, I, I could keep going and keep saying it, but I'll, I'll just be saying the same things over and over again. This show is amazing. It is groundbreaking. Like even if you don't like animation, you should give it a watch because it's just a, such a good story being told. Just. Give it a watch, and yeah. I'll be do- I'm done. Yeah. The stories, too. the stories, the, the, the stories, and the characters uh, are so well put in front of you. It, the The idea of animation melts away, and you are just watching something that's in wildly entertaining and and necessary to finish. And then a fight will happen, or something oh, action oriented will happen, and it will rip you back into reality and remind you that it's animation because the directing in it, the action directing in it, is 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 hard it's impactful it is creative where the camera goes it is vicious yes. and it is it is everything you think of when you remember ever being in a fight yourself or seeing your favorite fights on screen it is there is an impact to it there is there's this this kinetic energy that really translates well and that has a lot to do with the director and the technical artists that uh did all the visual effects on top of because I mean things like energy splashes and 2D smokes and and things like that. Like the the those teams work together so exceptionally well to create a, an amazing finished product. I want to uh, bring in two more things about this show, and then I'll, I'll be done. 
One is, as I told Jason and Jaron, uh, I believe this is kind of like the culmination of both the Western styles and the Eastern styles of animation. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, like this is a very uh, anime esque storytelling in this. You know, there's very much a, you know, we don't really get in, you know, the Western school of things very many dramatic pieces of animated work unless it's like nine or something like that. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, that's a lot of things that people love about anime is that it's drama, it's dramatic, it's adult oriented. You know, it's not silly cartoons like we get on Cartoon Network. And this right. is it. This is just like that. And it's also the things that me and Jaren love as Western animators. It's the detail. It's the the heart, the the work yeah. they've put in behind this. It's like the perfect blend of both these two schools of thought. Um, and also that this show is basically in-house for Riot Games. Like, they yeah. didn't really, uh, you know, ship this off to someone else to make. The two show to runner, runners worked on the games. <laughs> you know, yeah. they are a part. They love this, and you can tell in by the the presentation of this show that people who love this thing work is working on it, and yeah. that's and that's so so good to see. And that's so all I gotta say. Yeah. I gotta wop up. Like, right. I got a little wet spot in my <laughs> pants too. I gotta mop up here. You you, you got all right. Well, 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 while you mop that up, we'll take a quick ad break. <laughs> All right, we are back, and uh, Jason and Jerry, you guys clean? You guys have cleaned up yourselves? And Yeah, I might go get another round. All right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I did see Arcane as well, and R, can we please get more cartoons like this, because this, this is a beautiful cartoon. Um, I already know Jaren also gave us a good uh, rave about the He-Man cartoon that we didn't review yeah. in the animation there. He talked about the animation style there, but when... These guys are gushing about the animation. It is. It's just excellent animation. So I'm not going to spend as much time on it because they went through it. But if you don't check out anything about it, just check out a few minutes of opening of the animation. If it hits you, ride with it. If it doesn't, you know, then stay for the story because the story is excellent. Yeah. I admit because it's a cartoon, I thought it would be a kind of a kiddish storyline. Um, but it kind of kicked me in the junk. It had a lot of swerves <laughs> that I didn't expect. Episode <laughs> the three. To- yeah, yeah, but the, the ability to tell a story about classism, regret, survivor's guilt, generational trauma, and growth all into one story. And, and it systematic works. racism and oppression. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> and, it, and it works. Like, how do you, how, this should be a jumbled mess, but it's made just fascinating and kept you, keeps you intrigued. You know, as you zoom into other character stories, you're just as intrigued. Like, you almost had to feel like, oh, I want to stay where I'm at. And then you get into the other storyline and you're like, you're oh, never mind. Right. I'm good. Yeah, I got to go. Yeah, I'm good. And you're like, and then they move again. You're like, oh, no, I want to stay where I'm at. And then you go, no, yeah. I'm good here. <laughs> um, I know that this is a V and or Vi and Jinx storyline dominant, but all the secondary stuff felt important. It felt lived in, but also like they did the thing that I've always like where you make the stories eventually collide it somewhat happens but doesn't happen to the degree that you expect from a movie and that's what goes me to my next point it's a lot of tropish stuff in here but the tropes feel new like you can call the tropes but it doesn't feel like the same old same old and kind of like what jaren said that there is no such thing in this this show as a good hero or a bad villain these are just people who've decided paths in their lives that maybe you may not agree with or you disagree with, but the rationale for their path is very set in stone. 
It's right. very it, you. You can see yourself saying that, hey, maybe I will respond the same way if I had the same things happening to my life. So that motivation for a lot of them is almost gray area, but it helps. It works. I mean, just think about the fact that, like, you know, V has to deal with her regret and the classism situation with her love. Like, that's those things shouldn't even go together. It should just be like, oh, you just deal with the regret. You deal with that situation. And that's it. But you throw that in there. I mean, Jinx's Survivor Guild is some of the best I've ever seen ever in all of TV. Like, the whole seeing her old friends and still thinking that she's communicating with them, even when she makes the time when she finally sees her sister for the first time, or well, not the first time, but really, really sees her, and she makes the comment that, oh, I've seen you, like, basically, I've seen you numerous times. I've talked to you so many times. Yeah. Homegirl been in jail. You ain't talked to her at all. But <laughs> in her mind, You're she's talked to her numerous times and <clears throat> has had conversations. Um, and the stylization just... approach, the the art director, the stylization approach, the, the hard-scribbled, the uh, uh, almost manic drawings that overlap for yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, really, yeah. Cute. I'm gonna get that to a second too because it's yeah. something in that I thought was really, really cool too. Going with Jason's theme about Eastern and Western couple combined there. Um, also, the, I love about the beauty of this. I love that it's no magical fix and solution. It isn't like oh, you found out that he was lying to you, so now you're a good guy and let's go. No, it's still like yeah, you yeah, I was lied to, but I still carry all that baggage. Yeah, I'm not magically a good guy you. now. Yeah. yeah, like because that's that's not what I've been for years. So um also let's talk about the action. The action we talked about briefly, but the action in this thing is amazing. And like as you talked about the frenetic feel of the action. Also, if you notice each character's fighting style that would may have been different from a character they're facing, whenever you got the kind of almost POV from the character they're facing, the style of how it was shot and how it was animated changed a bit. Um, Jinx, which I, I thought was a great, I don't know if it was homage or just how they did it. I had a lot of Dragon Ball Z feels and vibes, how she would sketch out of places and reappear places. Like, mm. that's a Dragon Ball Z trope to the end of the world. Like, the I'm so quick that I can move from here to here and you don't see it. Like, I thought that was just magical. Um, you know, Violet's rough fighting style, like, she's a, she's anytime brawler. she knuckled up, knuckle brawler, yeah, yeah anytime always, she knuckled geek. up, it. <laughs> it was it was yeah. brutal. It was gross. It was harsh. And then you know the the beauty of all this for me is, I think I I can't recall any series where they let the woman be the brutal, brash, like fugitive. Yeah. Also, like he is that's a very huge rarity. It was almost yeah million dollar baby esque brutality in this type of in, in these fight scenes. So you know, for me, yeah. I can't wait to season two if it gets one because who knows? Oh, oh no, they got like, they got greenlit for a second yeah. season two. I mean, she's okay. she's good at what she does. You know, she's an accomplished fighter. But just like that movie, uh, nobody like she takes her lumps every time yeah. she gets in the he ring. Gets and beat fights. up like, too. She, yeah, she, <laughs> right. she isn't. She isn't that that, she that idea. She doesn't that get idea up. of like a, 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 a an action star where they they take a couple punches, but there's never a bruise or anything like like she she, she lost some teeth. Shit. Yeah, when she fights. <laughs> yeah, oh man, yeah, absolutely. And every I time also want to say this. Yeah. Before okay. we go, go on, I'll say Jinx is probably the best Hurley Quinn since the animated series. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're going to talk about that in a little bit in the question <laughs> sections. All right. <laughs> let's go ahead and go to our ratings. What is your rating of this, Jaren? Five, 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 five. If I could give it six, if our ratings were that high, I'd give it six. It's five. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, necessary. 
Jason, your, your I'm going to give it a six. Fuck our rating. Six out of five. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Yeah, this shit is, Fuck it, seven. This shit is God tier. All right. It's amazing. <laughs> um, I'm going to give it a 4.5. Emotionally. The only 0. 0.5 I give is because my brother should have got some more work in there, man. They can't do Echo <laughs> like that. Free Echo, Echo for, for season two. Free Echo. So um, you give it 4.5? Yeah, yeah, yeah four by so five. So it's an average yeah, five because I gave it a six, so it's an average five. All right, there we go. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. All right, let's go ahead and need to see this. Okay, let's it's, go ahead and jump into the questions, guys. We're moving on. We got it. We got it. We're, we're moving on. Okay, 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 okay. We're moving on. Sorry, 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 sorry. All right, questions. Um, does this show make you want to play League of Legends? Hell no. No. <laughs> no. Thirteen-year-old. All right. No. Nope. We'll go right along here. Um, better crazy Harley Quinn or Jinx? Jinx, because here's the thing, and especially in the in the modern retelling of Harley Quinn, they never really show how intelligent she is. Like Harley mm. Quinn is a fucking doctor, right. all right, but she's always being played as the dumb dizzy blonde, and they never really show that that's just an act she puts on due to mm. her mental illness. Right. She is a genius, right. and this one they show that. Jinx is a genius. She's also crazy. Yeah, she's yeah, okay. She's able to, yeah, yeah, I agree. The fact that she's able and and she doesn't she's not motivated initially, but the fact that she's able to kind of uh, deal with the tech um, and 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 kind of sort it out, almost on par with our our Golden Boy team doing the same thing, like. <laughs> With significant okay, people. okay, it's a question section, Jaren. Jaren, we got it, we got it, <laughs> yeah. got it. Like, you don't want to three do a three hour show, but you're pushing for it. All right, yeah, Hex, I'm all about Hex. three hour shows. Let's go. Um, okay, my mind. Hex, Hex marbles and Hex marbles and magic or vibranium. Which one would you rather have? Ooh. Hex tech. That's they make that shit look so good. <laughs> Oh, my friend, you can just put a marble in somebody's wound and it saves them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I gotta go. I gotta go. Vibranium on this one, but uh, Hextech is cool only because we haven't seen the. Because I didn't play the game, so only because we haven't seen the links at which they can use it for. Uh, obviously, for space travel or planetary travel, but yeah, they whatever. just warp them across the planet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Okay, well, let's go and jump into our next review. We're going to talk about a little thing called Cowboy Bebop that debuted on Netflix, too. So, Arcane, you can see on Netflix. You can see Cowboy Bebop on Netflix as well. Um, let's go ahead and start off with you, Jason, about Cowboy Bebop, the live-action Netflix show. I want to I'm gonna try to do a pun here, do a Jason-style pun and call this. This is more like Cowboy Current Country Music. Because it's so goddamn boring. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did, did, oh, do we need do we need a summary for this one? Or we think people will figure this one out. I, uh, well, a lot of our our viewers are probably new to the genre, so let's let's do go. You go ahead and do a summary there, Jason. Okay, a ragtag crew of bounty hunters chases down the galaxy's most dangerous criminals. They'll save the world for the right price. They'll save the world for the right price. A ragtag crew of bounty hunters chase down the most dangerous criminals. And they will save the world for the right price. You see how I did the run on over and over again? Because it's going to play into a theme. Uh, go <laughs> Jason. So right, I had a lot of hope for this show. Uh, I liked uh, the initial kind of like uh, promotional material they, they dropped for this. Um, John Cho looks like Spike if Spike 
had let himself go for 40 years. I like uh, the dude they got to play Jet Black. Uh, people were up in arms that they got a black dude to play Jet Black. But I think probably that he is probably, to me, and you guys may disagree, it's probably the strongest part of this whole entire show. Uh, but this whole thing, it does not work at all. <laughs> it just doesn't work. Um, the action is too slow. It looks definitely choreographed. And you know, like, a, you know, it's choreographed, but it looks like mm-hmm. he's going through the steps that they told him to do. And they probably just told him to do it that day, right? Him practicing it over and over again. In the original Cowboy Bebop, one of the things that you, I loved about the show is the animation was so fluid. You know, the, uh, the way that Spike would fight was so fluid for a TV show that you could get the feel that, you know, he's not only is he improvising, you know, to the jazz theme, but, you know, he's also fighting that Jeet Kune Do style of fighting that, you know, mm-hmm. since he was based off of Bruce Lee. Because most Asian guys are based off of Bruce Lee and Big Zing. But in this, it looks like uh, they don't have the tone down correctly. They play it too hammy, uh, which, you know, there's a lot of ham in, in, in Cowboy Bebop. But this one, they just, like, turn it up another notch to, the, to, to make it, like, less grounded than, than the, the original anime should be. Um, yeah, I can only get through five episodes of this before I was like, I'm just done. It's just like, it just doesn't really hold the way that Cowboy Bebop the anime held you. Like, this doesn't, mm. wasn't interesting enough for me. Like, the, the other costumes, the wigs, like what? Uh, Vicious's wig was terrible. He oh. looks horrible. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, there's some cool things. Like, I like how, how bloody and violent it was, but it's just like, it it doesn't really click on all the levels. And I know they're trying to, like, you know, modernize this story and it, but they just it just falls short um as i said and I'll, i will say i said in the in the uh pre-show role i'll say it here for the live show like you know when you're driving with your mom you're like yo mom can we stop for cowboy bebop she says we got cowboy bebop at home this is cowboy bebop at home it's the kirkland brand <laughs> of cowboy bebop it's fucking you know, it's not what you for, used to. And for our non-poor <laughs> audience, it's a situation where you're driving and go, "Mommy, can we stop at McDonald's?" And they go, "Nah, we got McDonald's at home. I can make you a burger." And she make a burger, and then she put it on regular frozen. white bread, <laughs> yeah. and then she get it to you and be like, "Here you go, McDonald's burger." Government cheese, and we don't yeah. got no lettuce or tomato. Yeah. You, you be like, "This don't taste like McDonald's burger," and she be like, "You better shut up, eat shut that up burger. and eat it." That, that, that. <laughs> Sorry, good yeah, see you. I just wanted to feel people. It doesn't, list. it doesn't. I mean, like, this is probably the problem with a lot of remakes and reboots. It just doesn't hit the same levels as the original stuff does. And I, I'm glad they tried to do it, but it just it's just not all there. It's just not all put together as correctly as it should have. And that to me is a huge disappointment. And John Cho looks fucking old in this shit. <laughs> he should have done this yeah. shit back in Harold and Kumar. He just looks old. So Absolutely. that's that's my review. All right, well, let's jump into a quick break. All right, we're back for this. We're reviewing now uh, Cowboy Bebop on Netflix, a live-action show. I'll just kind of dive right into it, and then we'll go to Jaren. Um, got the Bebop, but I like the fun of a cowboy. I admit I don't remember Cowboy Bebop the anime as greatly as fondly as everybody else does or claims they do. So I was welcome to go into this viewing kind of with knowing the source material but not being the over ultra, ultra fan of the source material. And I will say this, man, it it's a tough slog through the first three episodes. I, I do think after the first three episodes, you get kind of used to the tone. 
I don't know, is it because the mediocrity just starts running over you and that you just be like, oh, okay, this is what it is, and you start enjoying it? Or is it just because at this point you've given up at the three episode three and it's just I'll just take whatever they throw at you? <laughs> the tone from the clips in the trailers didn't even feel like that was the tone of what this movie was. Like the clips in the trailer made it feel like it was going to be something imaginative and even kind of out there, but it's going to be like, hey, like, see how this works. I liken this to, and when I say positive and negatively, some people think of it negatively, no matter what I'm going to say on this one. I liken it to Speed Racer, that, that they made the Speed Racer movie. Oh. That, that movie had a lot of stuff going on with it. But at the end of the day, the movie was fun. Even if it sucked, it still at the end of the day was fun. The races were fun. The stupidity, the over-the-topness was fun. It's just it's a system of if this is something of your preference. Cowboy Bebop isn't fun. It, it tries, like you said, it's over the top, but it looks ho-hum. It looks generic. And if you're going to do this over the top feel and vibe to it, make the world kind of over the top and feel and look over the top. Instead, it looked like crap. And then you put these people in these scenes that are supposed to pop, but everything behind them looks drab and boring. So I didn't think that was good. Um, we already talked about the action. The, the worst part about the action in Cowboy Bebop isn't just that it looks overly choreographed. That's not the worst part, guys, because I, I agree it does, but these guys aren't action stars, so I'm not expecting them to spend three months learning how to do one fight scene like Keanu Reeves. I understand they got to get down to it. The problem with the fight scenes isn't that it looks choreographed. The problem with the fight scene is that the music in Cowboy Bebop and the fight scenes were like one and the same. It felt like whatever was you were listening to is also what you were seeing displayed by the fight scenes on the screen. This live action, yeah, it's, it's music and jazz and blues in here, but ain't a goddamn person fighting or dancing to the beat. It's just <laughs> motherfuckers like one, two, three, one, two, three, put my hand up, block, blah, blah, blah. Like nothing, it didn't give the emphasis. Like it didn't get like a dope ass, you know, saxophone solo in the show was followed up with Spike, like, putting the hands on somebody, like, multiple combos. This was just, like, bomb-ass saxophone solo. Maybe he does a funny quip. Like, it it, it just, that's what I think the, the fight scenes missed. It, fe- it missed that it had any energy to it, that it had any kind of correlation with what we've come to know from the anime. Um, and can we do this? Can we just talk about the biggest loser in this whole series is Vicious? Vicious is terrible. Yeah, <laughs> I wish you just didn't even put him in this series. Straight you should have just put him in it. Yeah, just take him out of here. <laughs> it, it, it's it's dumb. And then I did think an interesting thing about Faye. Faye's annoying as hell in this, but I feel like when she joined the team, it got a little more exciting. Yeah, because I feel like Spike and was, Jet Black, I, all they did I was over explain their I whole agree. time. Yeah. All, all they did was over explain. Like every time they were in the scene together, Jet Black and Spike. It was a whole bunch of just over-explaining. When Faye got there, because they weren't letting her in on the jokes, it was less explaining and more doing, which I was <laughs> like, oh, thank God. <laughs> right. Um, so it's it, it just, I'm just going to say, it's a tough ask to tell somebody to sit through three hours just to get to a point where you may possibly start liking the show more. Um, this, did, this, feel, this did feel like a passion project for everybody involved. The problem is, is that that did not translate over onto the screen at all. It didn't feel like anything about this was passionate. It didn't feel like anything about this was trying to be something more than just, hey, remember that from the anime? <laughs> hey, remember that from the anime? <laughs> oh, yeah, remember that thing from the anime? But now we're going to do that 
but have a different conversation about it. <laughs> and it was like, no, I'm, I'm not laughing at this. I'm just annoyed that you're fucking up something that was just good already. So, yeah, yeah I got no more to say you're about bringing that. Bringing me down, Jaren, Bruce. <laughs> what do you got, Jaron, on Cowboy Bebop? I, you know, it's funny, uh, listening to your review, it, it occurs to me that uh, this, this series would have benefited exceptionally from Edgar Wright's touch. <laughs> he probably yes. been a good person to do this because he yeah. would have blended the action with the music and it would have been great the action with the music and also the action would have been incredibly well shot um yeah. and they would have shot around the people's shortcomings exactly he, he, he you know edgar wright can make that uh, uh scott pilgrim look like he can fight uh captain america in a believable <laughs> way if you can do that you can do anything so <laughs> Um, yeah, no, uh, the first, the first episode is, uh, almost beat for beat recreation of the first episode of the series. Um, except for so like 20 minutes longer. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, and, and, uh, I, I really enjoyed Jet too. I think, uh, uh, he was, I mean, I, when I first saw the, the, the pictures, I was like, oh, they made him black. And then I thought about the anime, and even though he isn't he's not black, black he's in the anime, black. he's black definitely like black in the anime. You know what I mean? <laughs> like he's, he's not like, anime <laughs> black, but he's like yeah. he's black. Please yeah, go on, yeah, Jack. Exactly. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah, he was well, you know, you people have these mannerisms. <laughs> <laughs> he was definitely holding that shit together and was always the more cautious approacher to things. So yeah, that's that's what I mean by that. If, if if I have to like lay it out, but um, no the uh, uh, the ship shots, the visual effects, like this felt lazy. This felt like some you know people that just I have to do a thing to get through my eight hour day, and I'll do it. And I'm not going to put any imagination, love, or effort into it. It's funny because it's literally the polar opposite of something we just talked about. Mm -hmm. um, if they had. Uh, left the original series behind a bit more and done more I don't know like I, I mean I made the comment in our, our group chat that Firefly had laid out a roadmap for them as far as the approach uh, and all they had to do was kind of follow that but then tell their own stories in it like establish mm -hmm. the characters get some good quips in there create something dangerous that will you know or multiple dangerous things like reavers and the alliance and then follow these these poor saps that are just trying to make a buck to pay for the fuel cells and and you know let's go like you can you could you could have a long lasting series you could take netflix not canceling you or airing your shit out of order and just do it and uh and, and with a beloved named franchise behind it like you you got everything you need there and they just, uh, I felt like this was a squandered, squandered approach. And it sucks. And uh, it was misdirected. Um, and if you knew that there was a shortcoming in your actor's ability to be action focused, then you needed, you needed to, when I say it was a shortcoming on the directors, they needed to understand that and get a better director. Because you can fix that. You can make somebody that isn't good at fighting look like they're good at fighting if you know how to shoot action. And this person did not. So, or you just force that actor to do forty hours of jiu-jitsu training for the next seven months. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> put them in that fucking MCU training camp. Yeah. That, you know, let's go. 
Get the Sean abs. Like, I got my kids. I got to go see them at night. I got I got yeah. golf at this work at six o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, go ahead, uh, Jason. What is your rating on Cowboy Bebop? Um, nostalgia factor. I'll give it a two, two out of five. Uh, if you want something that is like this but better. Go watch uh, Space Sweepers. It's on Netflix too. Or watch the original Cowboy Bebop. It's also on Netflix as well. Or Firefly. Or Farscape. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to give this a two. I mean, if you're a Space Cowboy, you could probably stomach this. But if you're not, just just, just don't worry about it. You, you, You can move it. It's not to ask somebody to go through three episodes and then say, maybe you'll like it after then. So nah, I'm I'm good. I'll give it a two though. What about you, Jaren? I'm giving it. I'm 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 gonna give it two point five just because of Jet. <laughs> okay, that's awesome. All right, let's go ahead and it's uh the section that we all love the most. Uh, we have questions. Questions. <laughs> so the first question answers. we have on here is uh, Jaren. Would oh, you date Faye? Oh, one hundred. Yeah, of course. Honestly, <laughs> the still images yes, did, yes. did did little to. Uh, sell her but i enjoyed her character when you actually got to meet her i, I yeah. thought she was fun i thought she was closer to the, by the way loaded questions this week <laughs> <laughs> i mean that was a fair enough question i mean i would yeah. not date her because i mean she seems to be a very uh scrupulous moral young lady so she seems emotionally unstable <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah 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 a lot a lot Valentine's, which is yeah. right up jared's alley <laughs> yep 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 they um so Make sure you hear this one correctly because these two questions are going to feel similar, but they are different. Better team or crew? The Bebop, Serenity, or Planet Express? Okay. Better Good team one, huh? or crew? Yeah. Better team. Serenity is going to sit Serenity. on Serenity. Yeah. Better crew. Uh, Futurama. Yeah, Bender was always operating against the the status quo and was there to fuck shit up. So yeah, Bender was arguing chaos. Yeah, an argument <laughs> an argument can be made for Jane doing something similar, but no, I think I think it sits Serenity, Futurama, and then somewhere very far down. So look, and I understand uh, that is the choice you're making, but and I understand because how writing goes, we do realize that. The fire, the Serenity crew had the most internal drama than all of the other crews, right? Yeah, better team. Oh, okay, as long as we not agree that they crew. had the most problems. But, but when it came when it came to the fight, they all fucking shows up. They all showed up. They I mean, were more of a family than a team. Yeah, they were. But as whereas Futurama's more of a, I mean, they're kind of a family too, but they're more of a, you know, yeah. they got their jobs right. done. Yeah. <laughs> all right, and then the last one is better ship, the Bebop, Serenity, or the Planet Express. Ship, better ship. Can I say the Starship Enterprise? Yeah, <laughs> no, no, that's not a choice. <laughs> I think I, I would, I would have more yeah. fun hanging out on the Bebop because it looks like it's more comfortable. Yeah, it does. <laughs> definitely, definitely got living quarters everywhere. I got a couch in there and stuff. So yeah. I would say the Bebop is probably just more comfortable of a ship. Yeah. Huh? You guys aren't taking. I, I, I thought you guys would take Futurama because I mean it could time travel. It can. I mean, that ship down there can do anything now. It's a MacGuffin. It's so, a MacGuffin right? ship. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also, uh, the life expectancy of the crew of the future of the of Futurama is yeah. not as good. <laughs> yeah. But the Bebop, you know, you know where it's lacking. It it did have uh, a spiked ship, but it didn't have any Scooty Puff nine thousands. 
or Scooty Puff Senior <laughs> to Scooty Puff Junior. Yeah, Scooty Puff <laughs> Senior. Thank you, Nibbler, for making Facts. it Scooty Puff Senior. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> All right, guys, let's go ahead. <laughs> let's jump into our next review. We're going to talk about Hawkeye, the Disney Plus series that just dropped. The first two episodes dropped on there. Um, let's give a quick explanation here. One year after the events of the Avengers Endgame, I didn't know that, uh, Clint Barton must partner with Kate Bishop to confront enemies from his past as Ronan in order to get back to his family in time for Christmas. So, yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is going to rank up there amongst Die Hard as a Christmas movie. I was going to say, uh, is this a Christmas movie? <laughs> <laughs> Jaron, your thoughts on Hawkeye, the first two episodes? Uh, so far, I'm loving it. Um, I, I, I like uh, the actress that's playing Kate Bishop. She's she's fun. Uh, and uh, Huh? Haley Stanfield. Stanfield. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And uh, um, it just the whole almost curmudgeonly kind of approach that uh, that dude's taken for Clint Barton is great. <laughs> just like the like put upon father figure. <laughs> it was, it's I don't want to do this no more. Yeah. Also, <laughs> right, I mean, right. get off my lawn. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I dig it. I like his approach. Uh, the action serviceable. Uh, it's it's not the best. It's not the worst. And uh, we really haven't seen Clint, you know, get down to brass tacks and throw some some bows. By that, I think he throws bow bows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, would, that would make <laughs> it powerless. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, it was fun to see Linda Cardellini come back as just you know temporary. I dig it. Uh, he mm -hmm. shuffled those kids off with a quickness. Um, he's got a new favorite daughter clearly because of this. Uh, but, uh, no, uh, yeah, I mean, so far so good. Uh, it's, it's not, it's not encapsulating me. So I'm, I'm going to watch it because it's Marvel and I need to, I need to see the next episode of the MCU, but mm. uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, I'll jump into this one and before I jump into it, let's go ahead and take a quick ad break. Ad break. All right, we're back. And so, yes, um, we're going to talk about Hawkeye, the Disney Plus series. So before I get into the Hawkeye series, I just, can Marvel just, can, can we just not keep making the same character archetype? Like, yes, Kate Bishop, she's witty. She's an expert at everything. She's just super, like, can we just make a regular person for once that's like, <laughs> like, you know what? I see, you know, honestly, like, I know we talked about Huntress being flat in the Harley Quinn movie. Can Marvel ever just make that character? Just like somebody who just, just like does... A-type personality. Yeah. <laughs> like, just an A-type. I don't need someone crashing through. I'm like, oh, I didn't realize we were bringing guns. What are we talking about? <laughs> you were a regular civilian you? two days ago. What are you just cool with guns in your face? What the fuck are we talking about? Um, Sorry. Okay. But you know what? Let me get to review. Because the, the show has nothing to do with the fact that I made that choice. So let's do the show. Let's talk about the show. I'm a Hawkeye guy. I like Hawkeye because even in the Avengers Arcade game, I used to rock Hawkeye. As we talked about in this show, one of my favorite things in all the MCU is fucking Hawkeye talking to Scarlet Witch, and he's just a guy with a bow and arrow. And that's just fucking awesome that he, <laughs> he knows this, that all these superpower people in the world, he's just a fucking guy with a bow and arrow and just trying to make it by. That is awesome. Because you know what? He didn't really sign up for this crap. He was just a secret agent. He was the eyes in the sky for S.H.I.E.L.D. Pretty much that was it. And then Loki went on and made him a fucking villain. And then from that point on, he was like, damn, I guess I got to redeem myself and help these superpower beings be awesome because, you know, I'm a part of this now. I read my ledger. 
<laughs> right, right, right. So he's just a regular ass dude. It's just like, dude, I'm just good with a bow and arrow, and they like that about me. And now I could do this, and now I'm stuck in a whole bunch of bullshit that I don't want to be stuck in. My family got snapped, and then I went loco for a while, and then I got put back into sanity, and now I just keep can't escape all the fucking loco shit that goes on around me. Yes, that is the development of a regular human being who never expected to be dealing with gods and aliens and all that. And I love him for that. I love that he's a curmudgeon. I love that he's that happy about the bullshit that goes on in his life. Because you know, at the end of the day, that's why he had a farmhouse. His family had a farmhouse. So he could be away from the bullshit. And he just cannot escape it. But I do like in this one, he can't escape it because of the decisions that he made that people told him not to make. Which I think is a good thing that I think um, should be explored. Also, who doesn't like archers? I mean, it's great. Jason, someone who watches Craig of the Creek. We know that Omar, the Green Poncho, is one of the dopest characters on that. Everybody loves a good archer. Now, a lot harder to take when archers are fighting, like, you know, aliens that can snap their fingers and all the type of stuff. Guns. But cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm here for it. <laughs> <guns. laughs> right, right. right. Um, but I, I, I am excited to see this kind of father-daughter kind of attitude before I even did like the scene where he was cleaning her up. That's something subtle that you don't have to put into your writing to show that Clint at the end of the day is still a father. And Clint at the end of the day is still a hero. Mm -hmm. Because most people would have been like, who is this chick? Buzz off. I need that suit. And I don't ever want to see you again. But instead, he's like, hey, you may get killed. So I'm still going to put you somewhere where you're safe. And I'm going to go handle this business. And then you could be free. Like, that's a very, it's a heroic thing to do. Because we could have wrote the curmudgeon character as a, I don't care about anybody because I'm over it. They said they made it like, hey, I'm just uncomfortable with my celebrity and I just want to be normal. Yeah, because you know what? I was a fucking secret agent. That was part of me being normal. Um he's, he's still got young kids, so he's not that far gone. Yeah. Right, 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 right. And so I, I do enjoy that. Um, you know, this series is up the Hawkeye Limited series from 2012 to 2015. I remember reading a few uh, beginning issues, and I think when I was reading it, it was Hawkeye was like the owner of an apartment building and a lot of yeah. this stuff was going on. So I did like the fact that some of the, the bad guys from there are already been visible in this one. I thought that was pretty cool as well. Um, the problem I'm going to have, and I already know they're going to do it, is if she ends up being the replacement to Hawkeye, I may just like write Disney Plus a very angry letter about <laughs> the bullshit they're peddling on us at this point. Like, because let's, let's put it in perspective. I mean, let's put this in perspective, guys. Yeah, yeah, because Hawkeye is a decorated agent under service, under training, and all this stuff to be who he was. Yeah. Are you telling me that a chick that took martial arts classes and some archery classes and gymnastic classes can yeah, take right. over his spot? And she was really, really good, good though. Yeah, and she's yeah a woman. fuck out of here, girl boss. <laughs> yeah, if they do that now, if they end up throwing Bumblebee in the Marvel Universe and helping her, then maybe I can believe that. <laughs> but if, if Bumblebee ain't or jumping Rooster in <laughs> please don't do that to us please just have her be a vigilante that stops small town crimes and that's what she does and let her be terrible at it because she should be because she's not a person equipped to fight crimes but i digress we'll see where the story takes us but at the moment right now i do enjoy that the small town aspect of it is very fun it's very exciting and it's also just cool to see hawkeye have to fight things and people that aren't souped up on serums or aliens or gods or like he's fighting regular Joe Blow down the street. It is great to see him have to have that ability to be like, hey, it's like, <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like, it's like Krillin from Dragon Ball Z. Krillin sucks, but you know what? He's the strongest human being. 
He mops all the rest of the humans. But when you fight aliens, <laughs> every other human shit, being can catch hands. Right, right. Just don't, but when you fight just don't aliens, let there be no aliens and shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not a good look for you. So I do enjoy that aspect of it. Um. So yeah, that that, that that's me in a nutshell on that one. Uh, Jaren, your thoughts on? Uh, Jared already Jared went, Jason. Sorry, Jesus Christ. My bad. My bad. It's like Jason. fucking high school all over again. Just forget about Jason. You go on nerves. Your thoughts on Hawkeye. Also, your thoughts um, on high school. <laughs> high school sucks. Probably a better conversation. Uh, one thing I hate is that uh, Hawkeye can get a free meal for being Hawkeye, but fucking Sam can't get a fucking house loan for being fucking Sam. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, no, I, but the timetables. So, what your your description of it? You said this happened how many years after? Uh, this is the, a year. The, yeah, after after the game, snap, say, or yeah. the resnapping or the refapping. Well, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, Either way, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I enjoy the show. I'm, you know, Wait, Marvel pre-snap. No, this is after no. snap, Jaron. Okay, in okay. game. Yeah, year after in game. Oh, okay, not a year after. Uh, okay. Heard, yeah, because his kids wouldn't have been pre snap or right, they would have been right. not there if and he would have been Ronin if he was pre snap. Either way, I like this show, <laughs> I like Marvel shows. Marvel shows are fun. Yeah, Is yes. there anything crazy groundbreaking here yet? Not yet. Hopefully, it gets better or get worse, and I have a stronger opinion. But right now, I'm just here for uh Jeremy Ritter and Haley Stanfield fucking around. <laughs> That's it, and a one eyed dog, and yeah. Um, I do enjoy the LARPing scene. That's not how LARPing works. Mm. Was, was that, was, that was great. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. They give you your own armor? Or yeah, they don't do that. That's not, that's not how LARPing works. Roll? No. <laughs> they don't gape, gape, gape. You got to buy all that shit. It's expensive as fuck. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I like Jeremy Renner's Kamaji. I like the fact that he has, over time, developed a hearing issue because he's just the dude. <laughs> <laughs> he is just the dude. He's a really skillful so dude. But he's just a dude. And he's like, I don't know why I lost my hearing, but it could have been all the shit I've been through. Because yeah. <laughs> I hang out with fucking gods and supermen and really nice chicks who also should be as equally broken as I am, but they had even more training than me. Yeah. Iron Man has the helmet. Yeah, he, he has a helmet. Shit. I don't know why he didn't give me like a special suit with arrows and mm -hmm, shit, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. <laughs> he's dead I digress. <laughs> I digress. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a fun little show. It's not it's it's kind of on the meh side. It's like nothing offensive, nothing too great. It's there, meh. You know, and honestly, if we're if it's following the Marvel formula, it's gonna be meh all the way to the end, and then there's yes. gonna be something it, huge that drops. Yeah, post credit on the last episode, and, and you're, you're like, like, oh my god, god that's gonna be so watching. exciting for the next yep. thing that is gonna come out. Yep. You know, yep. it's going to be Jonathan Majors. It's like, ah, oh, I'm Jonathan Majors. It's like, oh, shit, that's awesome. And then, you know, it's over. Says, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I'm going to watch this show. I'm looking forward yeah. to more episodes of this show. This is going to be fun for me. Yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's, it's there. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they did a good job with making it a Christmas series during Christmas. I think that's uh, I I would definitely not go buy tickets to Roger the musical. That shit looks terrible. <laughs> but 100%. I think all Broadway musicals are terrible. So <laughs> that's a falsity. But yes, 100% Roger's all looks right. terrible. Um also like Mormon. maybe they explained it, maybe I missed it like did just Roman just leave his shit just hanging around. He was like, "Oh, no, my they... family's back." But no, what they said in storage. was, because, you know, the, the Avengers compound got blown up. They found the shoot and the sword in the rubble of the Avengers compound. 
They and that's how they got before police got there to yeah. right, right. That's what I'm saying. Like he just was like, Yeah, I guess I'm done with this. Here's this shit, Tony. And well, I'm assuming I'm assuming before he got on the time travel suit, he took off his rodent suit, put it in a fucking locker. It's like, oh, I'll come back for this later. And then they did all the time shenanigans, and then Thanos attacked, and he was like, Oh shit, that's destroyed. So uh I'm just gonna go ahead and place that it would be safe. Yeah. He didn't go back for it. That that makes better explanation than my thoughts of just being like, he was just like, yeah, that expensive ass sword that I probably brought, fuck it. Uh, Retractable fucking single blade, somehow retractable sword with no segments retracted to a handle. That shit, seven, eight million dollars? I don't even know. I'm just going to that. I don't care about that. That life's behind me. Uh, I can just imagine there's a locker that has Hawkeye on it with the fucking shit hung up in there with some pictures of his family and shit in there, and then some fucking dude is like, I don't, just scrabbling through this rubble, and finds his locker. He's like, I don't know whose locker it is, and just takes it. It's like, this looks nice. Yeah, and um, that discount Peter Gallagher just straight up scooped that sword. Yeah. <laughs> Mine! 100%. 100%. And also, you know, this also denigrates our first responders, thinking that in a fire, someone's going to be in a fire, a firefighter's going to be in a fire, and he's like, oh, that's an awesome costume for my fucking LARP party. That's stealing, dude. <laughs> like, you're a firefighter. 100%. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Don't care about who actually owns this. It's mine now. <laughs> I found it not burned in the fire. Yeah. All right, guys. Like, when I ask you where you got that from, yeah. you're like, oh, yeah, when I was saving someone's property, I stole it. <laughs> they owe me. Well, I only get paid 35 anyway. He, he didn't come back for it, so obviously he didn't want it. Um, <laughs> let's go ahead and uh, what's our rating for Hawkeye, the Disney Plus series? First two episodes is what we've covered right now. Uh, Jaren, your rating? I'm going to give it a 3.5. Uh, it is, like Jason said, non-offensive, and it's familiar characters, and we get to see more. We get another peek inside the MCU from a different perspective. Uh I hope it gets better, but I, I doubt it will to the very end. But yeah, as it stands right now, 3.5. And that's probably kind of generous. On my I, and you know what? I'm I'm going to give it a higher grade because I think I want different from you two. I'm giving mm-hmm. it a four because I just want some regular shit for Marvel. <laughs> I don't need some connecting bullshit. I just want like, hey, it's a dude a with a fucking bow and an arrow yeah. that just got into some shit because this chick got into some shit. Now he's involved. He got to solve this shit, and Shield don't got to know nothing about it. Like I do some random things. I want to see Charlie Cox show up as Daredevil in this. Like this is the appropriate level of like threat for that shit to go down. Yeah, but Daredevil. Yeah, I'm even fine with that. Daredevil doesn't leave Hell's Kitchen. Hell's Kitchen, right? (laughs) But yeah, like I'm I'm with you. Two blocks. I'm fine with like fucking Luke Cage. He has to ask a favor from Luke Cage. I don't. I don't care. I just want some regular shit that ain't world ending. Or some cutscene that's like, oh guys, remember for me because we got it. Uh, I just just want some regular stuff. I'm Doc Octopus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't want nothing connecting. Sorry, I name? just <laughs> right. <laughs> like, can I just get some regular things for once? So right now, because it just seems like some regular shit, I'm yeah. going to rank it higher. My rating may drop as it goes and gets into other stuff I don't care about. I just want to do with an arrow fighting dudes with guns. That's all. That's it. Yeah. Simple. Hawkeye, simple man, simple life. Episode four is going to run into all the internals as well as, well as <laughs> the inhumans. And somehow he's going to fight fucking uh, 
the Celestials <laughs> by himself. Right. And win. <laughs> right. We're going to see save the universe. We're going to see the first mutant officially in the yeah. MCU in this show. Right. Right. Yeah. Like I don't <laughs> want any of that. But uh, so I'm giving it four for right now because it's just some regular people stuff. This is lethal weapon. I'm too old for this shit. I'm here. For it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Duke of all nerds. What do you give it as rating? I'm just going to give it an easy three. Just right in the middle. Three. It's there. It's not bad. Okay. Is it great? No. But is it bad? No. <laughs> All right, let's All right. go ahead and uh, we're going to jump into again our favorite part of this. It's going to be question time. Questions! All right, I hope they're all about so... LARPing. <laughs> <laughs> would you or would you not LARP? <laughs> <laughs> Who would win in a fight, Hawkeye, Hansel Grimm, or Aaron Cross? That's from the Born Legacy. Who would win in a fight out of Who those the fuck three? Is Hansel Grimm, uh, he was in Hansel and Gretel, if you remember, oh. as Hansel. Okay. Yeah. You better get your Jeremy now. Jeremy and Hansel and Gretel. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, okay, that makes more sense. Hawkeye, hands down. Hawkeye, yeah, no question. What do you want about? You don't think so? I'm I'm taking Aaron Cross, man. Aaron Cross needs drugs. Aaron Cross (laughs) needs drugs. He was, yeah, yeah, but he had him. (laughs) Until he stopped it, until he was going downhill. And yeah, no. He Hawkeye. would destroy Hawkeye with his bare hands before he went down. Hawkeye there. would hit him with an arrow before he even knew he was there. That's true. He could shoot it without looking. All right. Who wins <laughs> in a fight? Kate Bishop or Speedy? Ooh, I love me some Speedy. Yeah. We're talking about uh, male Speedy or female Speedy? Male Speedy. Male Speedy beat her ass. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> that dude is on heroin. He needs yeah. money. He about yeah. to beat that bitch's ass. He about, ah, he, he, I need he, the he money. All, all kinds <laughs> of Speedy. <laughs> I do. All you gotta do is like, yo, I give you fifty bucks for it to beat this girl's ass. She, she's done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Well, that well, that is my segment of questions. Oh. Uh, thank you guys did a very good job with that one. All right, let's jump to our <laughs> last show of the night or the the, the episode. We're going to talk about Will of Time, and I'm going to take this moment to literally just. I'm going to forfeit my time and give my time oh, to Jason shit. and let him just go on as much as he wants to. And then when Jason, you get done and complete it, Jaron, you will go have your say, and then we will wrap up this show. All I right, Jason. Gonna, I was going to say that I cannot uh, accurately um, review this because I'm a super fan. So my opinion, I'm because I'm buying, I'm bought in because this is something I love already. So Unless they do something to me that is of Titans a level of egregiousness, I'm going to be here for this show. Uh, you, can't, you can't nitpick? No, I wouldn't fucking nitpick all fucking okay, day. <laughs> so, but I can't, I can't, I can't judge the quality of the show because I'm already invested. So that's that's but, my. But that's problem. fine because you're invested, Jaron. I'm, I'm assuming you haven't read the books, right, Jaron? I ha- yeah, he's I like. But he thought he okay, read it, so, I guess I did not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. we have there, one review. There's nothing to do with time travel in this. Some, what? I was like, <laughs> what did I read back in the day where I thought this was about time travel? Um, so we have think, super okay. fan, and then we have a regular yeah. int- intro. So, That's the co- correlation here. So go yeah, ahead. My nitpicks. These are nitpicky things. Uh, these And these are all going to be fucking negative because I'm just a terrible human being, and I hate life, and I hate things. <laughs> Uh, for me, I guess being a book reader, uh, I would encourage everybody to go and read the books because they're really good. Um, the beginning of this, uh, in some ways is worse than the beginning of the books. 
the beginning of the books, you start off with how the world was broken. You start off from the perspective of the character who broke the world. You get a good basis of the dangers and everything in it. And then you go on to Emmons Field and, you know, and you start the story. And in this, it's like uh, a one sentence voiceover. And then we're going off. And like this whole entire first episode, like none of that shit happened in the books. Uh, Emmons Field is a nice, wonderful place. It's idyllic. Um, they don't really have much inner turmoil, inner turmoil drama because they all they're a close knit fucking community that has to live and work together. So like the fact that Matt Coffin's family is drunkards and and a, a lecher, it doesn't work because like they who would they who would cheat on someone their neighbor's wife when they know like like that's all you got like it maybe here in in America that makes sense but in that sort of thing is like. They would know, and they would be like, "Yo, some other person, like, yo, you can't do that, or other some other bullshit." Right, and also, you, it's not like you move away. Yeah, it's not like you can move away and get away from the drama. You live, they stay there. So, like, I hate that sort of thing because uh, Matt's character. There's two things about because Matt's my favorite character in this whole entire series, uh, but there's two things that they did in this that really made me want to go and punch people in the face. Which one? Is one Matt? is they made, huh? Matt is the skinny white guy. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. The, the hater, hater. With, hater. with what I thought was his daughters, but are just his sisters. His sisters, yes, because okay. they're all they're all twenty in in the beginning of this, so they, he doesn't have daughters yet. Firstly, yes, he does love his sisters in the book, but he also loves his mom and his dad. They are good people. Uh, he would never steal from anybody in the two two rivers because, mm-hmm. as I said, they are a close knit community, and he would steal from other people, strangers certainly, but not for someone who is just as poor and as uh needing as he is because they're all there together and that's in the care um also i hate the fact that they made his family a bunch of dick hole, dick holes um that's uh, that's what i said uh but also this the first episode is uh in some ways slower than the books because you get to really know that town before they move on to the tragedy that happens you get to really see cuz everybody mm. One thing they don't do is like no one is smiling in this fucking first episode. They're all so dour and upset and, and gloomy. And in the beginning of the books, they're not like that. They're they're happy. It's a fucking holiday for them. It's like they're they're being like even Moraine is like amongst them and being joyful and happy and shit. And this one, they're just like, oh, it's 2020. We've got to be sad and serious mm-hmm, and shit. Mm-hmm. And it's like, come on, like the the thing is, like you show like the idyllic version of their lives first, and then you thrust them out into the real world where they have to learn. Okay, it's not like that everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh so the first two episodes, I feel like they could have inserted another episode in there because they skip so much. They skip at least one important character. Well, in the first two episodes, they skip two important characters, um, and they skip a lot of the uh, sort of like world building that happens in this but i think it's because they blew their budget on all the magical effects mm-hmm. because they go to city they, they go to city before they go to shout out shout our lord off like literally everybody's there and they split the party in the second episode it's just like you don't get enough time with them together as a party before they split they set them off um but yeah the introduction of the white cloaks with her um having the the Aes Sedai uh already captured is really cool but as a book reader, like the white cloaks aren't very, very capable of actually capturing or even finding out who Aes Sedai is. They're just more of a threat to just normal people because Aes Sedai could fucking whoop all their asses like one of them could beat the fucking 
According to the beginning of that episode, that dude's collected like seven rings. Yeah, he's killed like seven, like seven <laughs> women's rings. And it's not like they're not capable of doing it. It's that they're more capable of just killing regular people because mm. they're they're mm. more they're more of like uh, inquisition in, inquisition. Can't even say the word inquisitors. Inquisitors. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they're not finding witches. They're just finding people who they don't like, and they're killing those people. <laughs> Um, but still, it's still like a really cool like introduction to them as being very dangerous, especially Pedro Nile, who ends up being far more dangerous than what he's letting on to be. Um, but yeah, um, the one change that I kind of did like was that Perrin had a wife. Um, she's definitely had a wife, and they, that wife was probably a dark friend because she looked like she was about to kill his ass right before he step right before he stabs her. Spoiler alert! It's in the first fucking episode, so if you haven't seen it. <laughs> But right, in the books, right. he doesn't have a wife. But I think I like that because his struggle throughout the novels is more internalized. Mm. His struggle is that he doesn't trust himself to let go because he's afraid of hurting people. And I feel like this is a good visual way of explaining that. That was a great um, way to do that. Then. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so it was a good way to visually explain that. So I think right. that was a cool change. And also the fact that we have a little mystery. Was she trying to hurt him? Was he, she not trying to hurt him? We don't mm-hmm. know. Because she was kind right. of sour and like not really hanging out with the rest of the of the uh the town as they're parting for if you notice she was she, she doesn't grabbed his, she grabbed his pinky when they were sleeping together and then after he stabbed her accidentally she grabbed his pinky again to be like i forgive you like i think that no she had her hands raised with her cudgel over her head ready to strike him down because he was already had killed that that trolley so and like the fact that she looks visibly upset through the whole entire first episode hmm. and we don't know why so it's it's because I didn't, I didn't get that. That's funny. Well, you know, she's not a real character to me, so I don't fucking care yeah. either way. <laughs> <laughs> she does, but he does end up getting married, but not for a long, long time. Yeah. Spoiler it. alert. I mean, they all get married at the end of it. But as I said, I am fucking invested in the show. I like you know picking the differences between what's happening and what's not happening. Um, I'm gonna watch this until they either cancel it or they do something so egregiously wrong that they piss me off and make me want to put my head through a blender like they did in Titans. But other than that, uh, mm-hmm. I suggest uh, if you like, this is not going to be like Game of Thrones. There's not, uh, at least not in the first sort of season. It will get more politically intriguing in later. I would imagine in later seasons. But this is more of a straightforward sort of hero's journey tale where, unfortunately, the hero who, the chosen one, is not really liked much by the regular people. In fact, they hate him as much as they would hate the bad guy. So hopefully that will come out more often in the show, and you can see like how it is actually truly different from other sort of fantasies out there. But as I said, I'm invested already. So that's me. All right. Jaron, your thoughts on Will of Time? Yeah, no. <clears throat> I, I, I'm game to watch this. <laughs> game. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um... Uh, the, the first two episodes are great. I love the like uh, the aerial photography, uh, the setting of the the placements of it. These are all absolutely gorgeous set pieces to have these people in. Like everything looks fantastic, and I don't know if they're doing cleanup and they're stitching it looks stuff lived together in post. Yeah, no, it looks great. I, I, I like go visit these places. Um, so far, the characters are good. It's very interesting to have a woman as young as uh, the love interest is. Egwene. 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 
Uh, yeah, this is this is gonna be like Game of Thrones for me. I'm gonna get through like three seasons and not know their name of like yo know, the, the mm-hmm, one chick mm-hmm. fucking her brother and then you know Stark guy. <laughs> Stark dad. That's going to be a wide worse. Is there if they yeah. introduce as many characters as they do in the books, it's like yeah. hundreds. It's going to be. But uh, <laughs> but um, you know, I uh, it's weird that she would be so young and be so okay with uh, essentially joining, you know, a, a cult. church. Yeah, a cult, <laughs> a culty churchy thing. Uh, that being said, it was very interesting. And and being is that I don't know the story. Uh, the fact that the uh, the current slash recently left uh, village wisdom uh, was also exceptionally young uh, by by wisdom standards, uh, so it's interesting that she was recruiting a younger one even even more because mm-hmm. apparently if you get the braid that means you're 20 and she was like 26 and then she was already recruiting a 20 year old to learn the ways of wisdom so I, I of being the village i guess medic so i don't know it's it's a lot of things like you know spiritual woman de facto leader even above the mayor so like they're like the medic you know yeah. like a like, wise woman really the pocahontas did you paint with all the wizards yeah yeah um <laughs> Uh, Character-wise, yeah, I mean, I like the guy. I like the guy that uh, uh, can't just catch a break. It is a bit of a a bit of a scoundrel. You always oh, like the, the scoundrel. Best scoundrel. You always it's like so the scoundrel, awesome. right? The scoundrels are great yeah. because they're the most interesting. Um, the guy that kind of you, it, I like. So it's it's interesting that you say that the wife wasn't there in the books no. because I like that it gave this kind of. This trio of people that are roughly the same age, you got the one guy that's already committed to the family, you got the one guy that's, you know, not in a bit of a scoundrel, and you've got the guy that's like planning his family. Like, I like yeah. that idea of these uh, three different uh, men at the same age in the similar same age, but in different that are on different paths, but are yeah. also they get together for uh, what I guess is an early morning beer. I don't even. There yeah, was a flag in the home on top. It, it very they're drinking beer. Morning. It's it's yeah. it's it's uh post medieval but pre-industrial. I was like, oh here. my god, dad, let's get that beer on. Uh first thing in the morning was some breakfast eggs, but um <laughs> yeah, no, I like that, and I like uh and and I never I never got a I never got a a, a, a negative vibe from the wife. Uh but it's interesting because your insight being is that you were a huge fan of the subject matter. You might have attributed uh, an idea to her that that I just am unaware of, but I thought they were just in the middle of a fight, and he took a swing blindly and accidentally caught somebody that he didn't mean to. She, I uh, maybe if I watch again, it looked like she was coming up behind him in an aggressive stance, but I thought she had just dispatched somebody and turned, and then he blindly threw back and caught her. Uh, but that'll probably be a, it's the way you say it, 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 is it, if, if all of his struggles as that character were internal in the books, a way to bring that out and make it a thing in a visual medium is to create something similar that we see that then he has to deal with. So I, if that's the approach they're taking, I'm a hundred percent for it. And I also think it's a good idea because if, especially if she was a dark friend, this is something that he could theoretically get over right something that he can theoretically forgive himself for right if it was just his wife that he loved and cared for and she was just coming to pat him on the back and say i love you i love you and she and he killed her 
that's kind of unredeemable, at least in my eyes, right? See, yeah, I mean, yeah, at a core human level, that is something he's going to live with. But that's also something that might shape him and make him a more complex character. Something yeah, where where things are like he he might he might end up being in, like more safe about things, or like mm-hmm. might have like there there's a there's 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 such a myriad of ideas that in in things that you can attribute to that person. Because unfortunately, we all live in the real world where we do a thing and then we have to continue on the same timeline and enjoy the consequences of it. So mm-hmm. there may be a scenario where this might make him a more deep character because of the fact that he's gone through that trauma. Self-inflicted, granted, but we'll see. I don't know. Uh, uh, visually, it's amazing. So I'm there for it just because it's pretty. And my boy uh, Jason here likes the subject matter. So I'm going to have to watch it just so that we have something to talk about. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, no, I'm 100% there for it. I'm excited. Read the books, too. I'm just saying. Everybody, read the books. Reading is fundamental. Please always read the books. Or get the audiobooks, especially get the uh, Michael Kramer and Kate Redding version. They're great when they read the audiobooks, Hmm. if you don't have time to sit down and read. (laughs) But the show, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm here for the show (laughs) right now. I'm not one of those people who are like, oh, my God. Even though I I, I nitpicked, I'm not like, oh, my God, they changed it. This is garbage. Why they do this? I'm just like, oh, this is different. Maybe I don't like it, but I'm still going to watch this. Right. Absolutely. Well, well, if you had to give a rating for the first few episodes, Jaren, what would you give the rating for the first few episodes? Uh, 3.8. 3.8. Let's see it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jason, Duke of Nerds, what are you giving? Nine out of five. There you go. (laughs) Nine out of five. All right. I just want to hire bit arcane. (laughs) Look, look. 9.5 means don't even watch it like VR set. Virtual reality set watch it oh. when you feel like you're in the show. You got to do that if in this a show. Gets more people interested in this sort of property. I am all for it. That's my thing. It's like if this people and I can actually have people to talk about because I've never talked about this show with any or this this series with anybody because no one's read it because everybody's like, oh, it's fourteen books. I like to read. Like, no, you don't like to read it. Fourteen books is like too much for you. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like you read well, seven I, Harry Potters. <laughs> I was going to read this. I was going to read the first book, and then I'm like, "Oh, the the show's coming out, so I wanted to watch the first season and then read, and then go back season and read. one." That's what I did with Game yeah, of yeah. Thrones. Yeah, that's what, not what I did with Game of Thrones too. So that's why I said I'm gonna wait and see when this is over. I'm gonna pop up to your house, Jason. I'm gonna give you a gift. I'm gonna give you a book. Uh, I'm curious what your thoughts are. Is uh, it one yeah. of your fucking your 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 Discworld uh, Discworld books? Discworld. <laughs> I will read it. <laughs> I'll tell you, this is terrible. <laughs> Terry Pratchett's such a horrible writer. I bet you will. How, how do people like this? My book, my book says you won't, but we'll see. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for another show, another edition of the N-Word for Nerd podcast. Thank you all for listening. Please remember to like, share, subscribe on YouTube, Facebook. And if you're on YouTube, hit that bell notification so you'll be notified when we post further content. Also, you can listen to the full shows on audio on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We are everywhere you want to be. Or if you just want to listen to some clips, we'll have clips up on the audio, but as well as clips up on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, guys, another one in the books. Jaron, I appreciate you being here. Any closing words? <laughs> uh, this is my last episode. I've been told that uh, 
that uh, this works better as a, a duo and not a trio. So <laughs> only just someone that wanted to fire you. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's no, not uh, definitely, definitely uh, feed the uh, algorithm gods on YouTube. Uh, let us know that you're watching. Let us know that you like it. Um, throw a comment in there just to say, hey, how's it going, guys, or whatever. Or if you comment and you have something you want to talk about, we will invite you on the show. We will move me over here and we will create another box and you can come <laughs> on the show and, and, and speak your piece. And we highly, no other podcast does that. We recommend... Like, we want you guys to be on here. We want to see new faces pop in for an episode mm -hmm. speak their piece. Let's do it. Let's go. I think that's what makes us unique. I think that's what makes us awesome. And we want to hear what you have to say. We are better than Joe Rogan. Well, yeah. Facts. Of we believe in Facts. science. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was an easy one. Uh, Jason, Layup. any closing words? <laughs> I am so excited that freaking Wheel of Time is on TV right now. I, You guys have no idea how happy I am that something I like is actually being made. It's like if people started listening to Coheed and Cambria or something like that, that'd be great. Uh, but either way, <laughs> y'all uh, be kind, be considerate, and tip your bartenders and servers at least 20%, even if they're shitty like Jared. 